This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Wa Salatu Wa Salamu Ala Ashraf Il Khalki Ajma'in, Nabiyyina Muhammadin Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Ajma'in Wa Ba'd. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless his entire family, the most pure and noble of all families. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless all his companions and to bless every single one of us, to bless our offspring, those to come up to the day of Qiyamah. May Allah bless the ummah at large. Beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this evening inshallah we will be going through the verses in the Quran related to two of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the first one is Prophet Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam, known in the English language as Job, may peace be upon him. We will use the Arabic inshallah referring to Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. He was a Nabi sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but... The Qur'an does not make mention of the details of his people and the message. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us all to learn a different type of a lesson from the tests which were put into the life of Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. Firstly, who was he? He was from the direct descendants of Ishaq alayhi salam, which means he came from the family of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And his wife was one of the direct descendants of the Prophet Lut alayhi salatu wasalam, according to some narrations. In fact, no, his, his wife was one of the direct descendants of the Prophet Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. And her name, according to some narrations, was Rahmah. Rahmah. And his mother was from the descendants of Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. In a nutshell, the point being made is, he had a very, very high lineage in terms of spirituality and connection to the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was a very, very good looking man. He had good health given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And over time, Allah bestowed him with favors. He had a quality. He would thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon all conditions. And he would always say, whatever condition Allah keeps you upon, be thankful and be grateful. Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal, as we have been taught, we praise Allah, we glorify Him upon all conditions. The only condition we are seeking His protection from, we say, وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ حَالِ أَهْلِ We seek the protection from Allah, or we, t- we seek the protection in Allah from the condition of those who shall be cast into the hellfire. So Prophet Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَذْكُرْ عَبْدَنَا أَيُّوبَ Remember the story of our messenger or our worshipper, Ayyub. Allahu Akbar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another place in the Quran, وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهِ Remember when Ayyub called out to his Rabb, when Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam called out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what actually happened? He was granted good health. He was granted lots of wealth. He was given livestock. 
as well as large tracts of land. And he was owning so much. And he had many children, offspring. So mashallah, he had good health, he had children, and he had wealth. These are the three main items that people are searching for in this world. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam with all three. And he was thankful. Now there are some narrations which make mention of how the angels were making mention of this worshipper, that he's only praying to Allah because Allah has best blessed him with so much. And shaitan says, if Allah takes all this away, he will stop worshipping Allah. Those narrations, we don't know whether they are authentic or not, so we will keep them aside. We want to stick to what we know is factual. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to test Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. To see this worshipper of mine, who is in constant ibadah, who always thanks me, who always thanks upon all conditions, I want to see if the condition changes, does he remain on that same path of his. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided, Allahu Akbar, to take his wealth away. So as time passed, very quickly, he lost his livestock, he lost his property, he lost his wealth, he lost absolutely everything, everything gone. He was still thanking Allah. Ya Allah, I praise you on all conditions. Not a day did he complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not one day did he complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. And thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to test him further. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took his offspring away one after the other. They were all gone. They all died in front of his eyes. All of them. And he had been given a lot. Subhanallah. One after the other. With everyone, he would say, we all belong to Allah. Whatever he has given to us was always his. If he took it away, it just returned to who it belonged to always. This is Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The owner of everything. What I have got, what you have got, where did it come from? It came from Allah. If he wants, he can take it now or he can take it later. Or he may decide never to give it to someone. That is the owner. Allah. He is never going to be asked what he does. Because he is the creator and the decider. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala found, after testing Ayyub, alayhi salatu wasalam, now with the second line of attack, if we can call it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala found him to be grateful. He still says, Ya Allah, you have still given me. And I thank you, and I praise you, and I remain in your worship, and I continue with my work. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to test him finally with something very, very difficult. Very difficult. And remember, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, the anbiya, the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their tests are far more difficult than the tests of the ordinary people. And then from amongst the ordinary people, those who are doing the work of the anbiya, their tests will also be more difficult than the layman on the street. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make life easy for us. May He not test us with tests that will be too difficult for us to pass. But rather may He test us with that, we will pass inshallah with flying colors. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then we decided to take His health away. Now the health is connected to two angles. Firstly, the outward and then the inside. So you have organs that can go bad. People might not notice quickly. But you have the skin also that goes bad. When a person has organ failure, a lot of the times people will still come and greet him and talk to him and so on. But the minute the person has an outward sickness and illness blistering from top to bottom, people begin to develop a distance. 
Because they think we might be infected by this, it may be contagious and so on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested him with both those. Until there was a time when nothing was operating besides his heart and his tongue. And he still used that tongue to remember Allah. And he still used that heart, he never allowed it to lead him to frustration against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a lesson for us, my beloved brothers and sisters. We get sick, we get a flu, we get a cough, we get an agitation for a while, and we start making dua, we start with our pills and with our medication, and after a while we say, what's wrong? Allah is not curing me. How we lose hope in a week? In two weeks. This sickness lasted for a long, long time. Some narrations say it lasted seven whole years. And a certain narration says that the people around him began keeping a distance until they decided we need to remove this man from here. And you find even his own friends, they stopped coming. And one narration says that his wife, after some time, asked him a question. How long is this going to last? That made him so upset, so upset. Because to him, he was surrendering to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, he might have been trying in his own way, whatever he wanted to, within the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he never wanted to question the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was not in his nature. And he was very upset that his own wife is asking, how long will this last? Now let's be honest, how many of us ask the question? A lot of the times we get irritated and we say, how long is this going to last? How? Astaghfirullah, may Allah forgive us. We make dua positively to Allah and you leave it in the hands of Allah. When we are ill or sick, we ask Allah, Ya Allah, grant shifa to all those who are ill. Ya Allah, grant shifa to all those who are ill. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we might go to the doctor and try and, you know, get some medication within the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we leave the rest in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine, for seven years. So he asks his wife a question, How long did Allah bless me with goodness? She looked at him and she said, 80 years. For 80 years you had goodness. You had health, you had wealth, you had offspring, you had everything. Now, how many years is he testing me for? She looked at him and she says, the last seven years. So how do you want me to lose hope in the mercy of Allah when I haven't even reached par with what goodness I had and the difficulty I'm facing? It's not even equal. This is seven years and that is 80 years of goodness. How can we become upset with Allah when He gave us almost a whole lifespan full of goodness? A lesson for us. Sometimes we suffer a loss one after the other and we don't realize 30 years we were smiling, we were happy. Now Allah says another 10 years, we want you to go through some turbulence, we want to test you. Like I normally say, people say, why does Allah take things away? Well Allah says in the Quran, He will test you in every way. He tests you with addition, and subtraction. And I've said that here before. That when you get a mathematics test, there's not only the plus sign that they test you with. What is 1 plus 1? You know, 5 plus 3, 10 plus 15. That's not all. They also ask you what is 15 minus 10. Because they want to test you the negatives as well. To see, do you know how to subtract? The same applies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us with addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, whatever He wants, He tests. And He tests it all round. This is why Allah says, أَحَسِبَ النَّاسُ أَن يُتْرَكُوا أَن يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ 
says Alif Lam Mim. Do the people think it is enough for them to say we believe and then Allah will not test them? Allah says we have indeed tested those before you. Meaning we will test every single one of you. Subhanallah. Do they think it is enough for them to say we believe and then they are not tested? Allah says no. When you say we believe, Allah says now we want to test you in order to know who is truthful in their belief and who is just claiming by lips that I'm a believer. So many of us, we say I'm a Muslim. But do we live our lives according to Islam? These are golden opportunities. This is a blessed house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are in the blessed month of Ramadan, in the second half of the month of Ramadan. Let us make a resolution. Ya Allah, we will turn for your sake here and now. Leave our bad ways and habits. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. So, Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah makes mention of how he tested him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He told his wife, You can't tell me this. If I get better, I'm going to lash you 100 lashes. Now he made that statement. The statement came out. Because it showed how powerfully he was connected to the surrendering of, to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when someone uttered the statement from his closest relatives saying, how long is this going to last? It made him upset. So he uttered the statement, I will lash you 100 lashes. And it is reported that she also found it very difficult. She found it very difficult and so on. And as time passed, one narration says, she actually decided I'm now going. I can't handle this anymore. But we stick to the narration which says it got to a point, almost breaking point, almost breaking point. And he calls out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Remember when our servant Ayyub called out to us, telling us that, Oh our Rabb, Oh my Rabb, Allahu Akbar, Oh my Rabb, evil has touched me, evil has touched me, and yet you are the most forgiving, most merciful. Which means, cure me, Ya Allah. You are most merciful and evil has touched me. Your mercy will dictate to remove that evil. Allah says, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Fastajabna We responded. We responded that call. How? Now, in another place in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention how. Allah says, Wadhkur abdana ayyub. Remember, make mention of our slave, look at the word used, Ab Abdana, our slave, our worshipper, Ayyub. When he called out to his Rabb, He called out to say, look, Shaytan has definitely harmed me with this and that, with difficulty, with hardship, with sickness, in wealth as well as in health. Loss in wealth as well as health. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we told him when he was standing, his wife was not there at the time, she was concentrating on something else. And Allah says, which means strike the ground with your foot. That's the, the least he could do. Strike the ground with your foot, see what happens. So he struck the ground with his foot, a spring gushed water, cold water started gushing from his feet. Allah says, this is 
cold water for you to wash yourself with and to drink. So as he washed, his blisters started disappearing. As he drank, the internal organs came in order again. To the degree that in a short space of time, his skin was renewed totally. Renewed totally. A new man. Allahu Akbar. And his internals were made again. As good as they were before. And even better. By drinking this water. My beloved brothers and sisters, we also have water similar to that. We have a gift of zamzam. We have the well in Makkatul Mukarramah. Remember, it serves the same purpose. The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, he says, Zamzam is for whatever intention it is drunk with and for. So if you're drinking it with the intention, Ya Allah, cure me, Ya Allah, this, Ya Allah, it will inshallah serve that purpose. For as long as you have that yaqeen and conviction in your heart, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us from that gift. We don't take zamzam for granted. Wallahi, it is water that is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This particular water was different from zamzam, but it served similar purpose. Where he got cure, and amazingly, when his wife came back, she looked and she says, Where is Ayub? Who are you? But you look very similar to him. MashaAllah. He says, I am Ayub. Allah granted me cure. Now there was a time, according to one narration, there was a time when the people around him were saying, Allah doesn't love this man. If Allah loved him, this wouldn't have happened to him at that time. And he continued, he says, never. I know that when Allah tests a person, he tests him this way as well. And he continued and he persevered. So Allah says, we tested him one, we tested him two, we tested him three, with the most difficult tests. And he passed one, he passed two, he passed three. Then Allah says, okay, here's your dua, here's your water as a gift, just by striking your foot on the ground. Subhanallah. Then Allah says, وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ رَحْمَةً مِنَّا وَذِكْرَ لِأُولِ الْأَلْبَابِ After that, not only did we return his health to him, but his family, we gave back family members double than what he had before. In a short space of time, Allah says, we gave him double what he had before. And Allah says, we gave it to him as a blessing from us and as a reminder for those with sound intellect, those who want to take heed. Now, how do we take heed? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a lesson. When Allah has tested you, when you are patient, the reward of that sabr is so great that there is no ways I can describe it to you. Allah says, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Allah recompenses the one who engages in patience and sabr in a way that is unlimited. Unlimited. It is reported that when a person is sick and ill and they are patient about it and they continue and if they die in that condition or when a person who was sick happens to die on the day of Qiyamah, when they see the reward that they accumulated solely by sitting and being patient, they will say, why didn't you keep us sick all our lives? We could have accumulated much more. So don't lose hope when you have a slight sickness here or there, terminal or not. We ask Allah to grant shifa to all those who are sick. Yes, it is an act of worship to go and seek cure. But at the same time, it is also an act of worship whilst the cure is being sought. 
that we bear patience. The same applies when you've lost your loved ones. Look at Ayyub alayhi salam. He lost all his children, all of them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we gave him a gift. We gave him his children and we multiplied them by two. A gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine. Allahu Akbar. Look at this gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we have lost a loved one, remember one thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you so much goodness in return. So much that we cannot describe it. Allah says, بِغَيْرِ hisab, Without limits, unlimited reward you will receive. But don't question the decree of Allah. Ya Allah, you took my child away. Why? No, don't ask Allah why. Say, Ya Allah, say what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. He held his son Ibrahim. Whilst this ruh was being taken away, and a tear rolled down the eyes of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum are watching, and he looks and he says, Inna lillahi ma akhada wa lahu ma a'ta, wa kullu shay'in indahu bi ajalim musamma. He says, definitely, for Allah is what he has taken away, and it belonged to him in the first place anyway. And he says, everything has a fixed time. And the Sahaba radiallahu anhum asked him, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we see you are crying, we see a tear rolling. He says, I'm not questioning the will of Allah. We are happy at the degree of Allah. But these tears, إِنَّمَا هِيَ رَحْمَةٌ جَعَلَهَا اللَّهُ فِي عِبَادِهِ الرُّحَمَةِ This is a sign of mercy that Allah has placed in the hearts of those who have a little bit of mercy. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to distinguish between the tears of sorrow that we are going to miss someone and so on and that tears of mercy and on the other hand tears of anger and being upset with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may we never be on that condition. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He now returned the health of Ayyub alayhi salam and as he is bathing in this hadith is in Sahih al-Bukhari as he is bathing Without his clothes on, he's bathing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent locusts that fell from heaven, from Jannah. And they came, pure gold locusts falling. Pure gold. This is a sahih, correct narration. And he started gathering them. And he was thankful to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, Oh Ayyub, you know we will take care of you. Why are you gathering these locusts? He says, Ya Allah, this is mercy from you, I must gather it. Subhanallah. So Allah restored his wealth in a miraculous way. Health in a miraculous way. Wealth in a miraculous way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him children again in a miraculous way. Subhanallah. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He had one issue, one more issue. He swore that he would lash his wife a hundred lashes if he was cured. Now he's cured. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him, وَخُذْ بِيَدِكَ ضِغْثًا فَاضْرِبْ بِهِ وَلَا تَحْنَثْ Allah says, don't break your promise. We will show you a way out. You can take a little bunch full of grass-like branch, very light, and use that to whip, Allah says. So imagine now you're taking a few bundle, a bundle of little grass, and you're using that. It has no pain, but... You are not breaking your promise. Look how Allah taught him a way out of this. Because he was genuine. He did not make a qasam for some silly reason. But it was because of Allah. And because of his love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah showed him a way out. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show us also ways out of our problems and messes. Subhanallah, sometimes really we have caused our own mess. And sometimes we are stuck in it. Believe me, this is the month of Ramadan. If you are sincere and you want to come out of your mess, wallahi, you can walk straight out of it by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just call out to Allah and head back to the straight path and you see how the doors will swing open one after the other. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of that. Then at the end Allah says, Allahu Akbar. Inna wajadnaahu sabira ni'mal abdu innahu awwab we found him to be very patient. What an excellent worshipper of ours. Indeed, he was oft returning to us. Look at Allah praising Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. Now for Allah to say we found him patient, imagine what type of test he must have been through. When Allah declares, this slave of ours was an excellent worshipper. He was so patient. We tested him and we found him to be patient. And Allah says, Innahu awwab. The word awwab means one who constantly returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything he returns to Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who return to him at all times. So that was Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. It is reported that he lived for many years, 93 years. Some say he had 26 children and so on. All these figures, we actually do not have them from solidly authentic narration. So we will not make mention of the details of it. But we do know in a nutshell, Allah blessed him in such a great way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us too. But remember for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come in our direction, we need to also strive and struggle, bear patience. And you need to know that not every day will be rosy. One day you will have difficulty, one day you will have ease. يَوْمٌ لَكَ وَيَوْمٌ عَلَيْكَ A day for you and a day against you. One day will be in your favor, the other day will be against you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it in the Qur'an. فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَّمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمًا وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا كَلَّا Allah says, as for man, when we grant him, when we give him, by testing him, or in order to test him, we give him a lot. And thereafter he says, oh, my Lord has honored me. And when we start taking things away in order to test him, he says, my Lord has let me down. He's disgraced me. Allah says, nay, that's not correct. Allah tests you. If you have a business, you have to suffer a loss one day. It cannot be profit all the way down. No. Allah says, we want to see, can you adjust your life once again to what it used to be many years ago? And still thank Allah to say, I still got more than what I used to have 30 years back. Allahu Akbar. Let's move to another prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The prophet Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam. He's also known as the Noon. Why is he known as the Noon? Because a Noon would mean the big fish. So he is the companion of the fish or of the whale, the, the huge fish. What happened to him? A beautiful story, amazing story. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet Yunus, in English we would say Jonah, may peace be upon him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this Prophet to certain people. It is reported close to Iraq or within Iraq, within what we know as Iraq. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed him to guide these people, to call them towards Allah and to warn them of the previous punishments and to tell them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send you this punishment and that punishment and He can send you in the same way He sent the previous nations and so on. And he started his work as a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he worked. 
And he started calling his people. They were just more than a hundred thousand people. And he started calling his people, but they were not listening to him. And he, he got irritated with them in the sense that he, his patience was running out. They started saying things and exactly how the others used to do, they started doing. So he decided, you know what? I'm not winning with these people. Let me go away. I might find other people somewhere very, very far away and I might call them and they might come in to the fold. They might listen. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had not instructed him to go away, but he wanted to go to spread the deen because he really wanted people to accept and nobody was accepting. So that irritation made him go. So as he went, he decided, right, I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm going. And I'm going so far that I want to jump into a ship and I want to go somewhere, far away, over, across the ocean, across the sea. So as he arrived at the coast, there was a laden boat which was now going, he jumped into it and he was gone. It had goods. And suddenly, mashallah, they went into the, the sea and then the wind started blowing. And then the storm started gathering, meaning, subhanallah, the ship started rocking. And after a while, it started sinking. And when it started sinking, the people decided we need to get rid of our goods to make it light. So they started throwing one by one, the goods, everything went out. Everything was gone. The ship is still sinking. The boat is still sinking. We don't know the exact size of it, but it was laden. By this time, all the goods were out. Now they looked at the people. They said, there's only one way of being fair. We need to draw lots. We need to draw lots. Now drawing lots meaning, they had their own system, whether it was, you know, whatever dice or whatever it was, whether they put the names in the hat and picked out one, whatever it was, they decided we are going to choose this method and whoever's name comes, we're throwing him out one by one. So they gathered everything, they picked out first person's name, Yunus. They looked at him, they said, no, this is a good man and he's a blessed man. And he's, you know, really an asset to the people on this boat. So let's try again. So now they tried again. When they tried again, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this in the Quran. When they tried again, amazingly they picked out the name, again it was his name. They looked at him, they said, no, 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 can't be, let's try again, third time. So they're trying again, third time. And after they picked the name out, they saw it was his name for the third time. So he looked, they looked at him, they said, okay, that's it. Sorry, but you're going to have to jump off. So in the middle of the sea, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, and he jumped out. And as he jumped out, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed a whale to eat him, to take him in. So the whale opened its mouth, and as he was in the water, battling probably with the water, the whale came in and Big gulp and he was in it. Now you can imagine water must have gone in. He went in with it. And he was now in the belly of the whale, unconscious lying there. And then he gets up after a while. And let's make mention of the verses. Allah makes mention beautiful verses in the Quran. Allah says, The noon. That man of the, the companion of the big fish, when he went away, remember he went away angrily, he was upset with the people, and he thought that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not get to him in punishment. He thought Allah's not going to punish me because I'm going away, but I'm going for the right reasons. I want to go and call other people to the, to the, to the cause or to the path. 
So he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to hold me or hold this against me and he won't do anything to me. And Allah says, no, we are all able and capable. In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and it's amazing, وَإِنَّ يُونُسَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ Indeed, Yunus or Jonah, may peace be upon him, is from the messengers. We believe he's a messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, إِذْ أَبَقَ إِلَى الْفُلْكِ الْمَشْحُونَ فَسَاهَمَ فَكَانَ مِنَ الْمُدَحَضِينَ فَالْتَقَمَهُ الْحُوتُ وَهُوَ مُلِيمُ He jumped into the laden ship. Do you remember? Allah is saying, he jumped into the laden ship and then when they drew the lots, his name kept on appearing. So when he jumped off, Allah says, we instructed the whale to eat him. Now what happened? As he gets up, he obviously started noticing difficulty because you can imagine what's in the belly of a whale. These fish, they normally don't chew whatever they eat. They just gulp the whole thing and it digests inside the belly beautifully. So he started slowly but surely feeling that these enzymes are getting the better of me here. His clothes were gone in a little while, digested. And now the skin started slowly. And he called out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He fell prostrate, sujood, in the belly of a whale, in the darkness of the night, the bottom of the sea. And what dua he made? A powerful dua, so powerful that it's mentioned in the Quran. And when the Sahaba radiallahu anhum asked Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, can we use the same dua? He said, why not? Allah says, وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِي الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That is how we will save those who believe. So you can use those words. Up to this day, we are taught to use that dua. So what was the dua? Firstly, Allah says, فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ He called out in the darkness. The darknesses, the plural of darkness is used. Why? There were three darknesses. One is the darkness of the belly of the whale. Two is the darkness of the depth of the ocean or the sea. And three is the darkness of the night. Dark. Nobody would ever find you there. Today when they want to rescue people who's, meaning who have been maybe a catastrophe at sea or something, an accident or a plane crash and the people are over the sea, they've got to wait for the following morning because they cannot see. But here... Allah says, in this darkness, when he prostrated, he says, Ya Allah, I am the first human who is engaging in your worship in this place. The belly of a whale, the darkness of the ocean, right down underneath. And here I am in prostration for you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what I did was wrong. What did he do? He went away, he left his people there. Allah sent him to those people and he went away. So this was the dua. La ilaha illa anta subhanak Subhanaka inni kuntu minadhalimeen There is none worthy of worship besides you, Ya Allah. Indeed, I am from amongst the wrongdoers, Ya Allah. Have mercy on me. He's asking Allah. I am amongst the wrongdoers. None worthy of worship but you. You are the only one who can save me. The, the conviction he had, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, shortly. Now there is a difference of opinion as to how long he remained in the belly of the whale. I need to say that that is not too important. What is important is he was in there. He made a dua to Allah. 
when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed the whale to spit him out, he was spat out. So Allah says, there was a reason why we accepted his dua. He called out to Allah, and the dua was accepted. And Allah says, there was a reason why we accepted the dua. فَلَوْلَا أَنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الْمُسَبِّحِينَ لَلَبِثَ فِي بَطْنِهِ إِلَى يَوْمِ يُبْعَثُونَ Had he not been from amongst those who constantly remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tasbih, we w- he would have probably remained in the belly of that whale until the day of resurrection. Now there are two tafsirs of this particular verse. If you look at the wording, it says, had he not been from those who constantly remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That means, prior to this, he every time he remembered Allah, every day he remembered Allah, always he engaged in the acts of worship, he was conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he engaged in his tasbihat, in praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a constant basis daily. So that is why now when he called out to Allah, Allah responded to him straight. And it is reported in one narration that when a, when a person does good deeds, it goes up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It goes up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The angels take it up. Allah knows that it has happened. But the angels are, making, are taking a record. Why? In order to hold it for you or against you by a totally independent source. Someone might want to argue na'udhu billah with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will say no, Allah says here's the witness. If someone says still no, Allah will say right, let your hand speak. Allah says this in the Quran. If someone still says no, Allah says okay, let your legs bear witness against you and so on. So the angels take it up. So every day they used to take up this prayer. And that evening too, they took up the prayer of Yunus alayhi salam, but they say, Ya Allah, is this not this worshiper? Every day we're bringing his deeds up. Today we're hearing this call, a weak call from the bottom of the ocean, Ya Allah. Isn't it him? Allah says, yes, it's my worshiper. It is Yunus. So look, the moral of this is, if you are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at times of ease, Allah will rush to you when you are in difficulty. We've said it before. تَعَرَّفْ إِلَى اللَّهِ فِي الرَّخَاءِ يَعْرِفْكَ فِي الشِّدَّةِ You get close to Allah when your days are easy. The day a difficulty comes, you will find Allah rushing in your direction. That is what happened to Yunus alayhi salam. And that was the dua he made. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَنَبَذْنَاهُ بِالْعَرَاءِ وَهُوَ سَقِيمٌ We caused him or the whale to release him onto the coast and he was very sick, sick in the sense that his skin was quite eaten and he was naked. That is what the verse says. Al-Ara, he was not clothed. And the sun was affecting him and his skin needed some form of remedy. So Allah says, we gave him a gift. What was the next gift? Look, when Allah cures you, He does not just leave something. He cures you completely. We always say, shifa'an kamilan ajilan. We ask Allah for complete, immediate cure. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant cure to those who are sick and ill. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنْبَتْنَا عَلَيْهِ شَجَرَةً مِّن And right next to him, we caused a little tree to grow. Of a plant, yaqteen. Now what is yaqteen? They say it is from the gourd family. 
So this plant grew, and as it grew, two, three things happened. He covered himself, he benefited from it, and he was cured, subhanallah. And Allah says, we sent him back to his people. أَرْسَلْنَاهُ إِلَىٰ مِئَةِ أَلْفٍ أَوْ يَزِيدُونَ We sent him to 100,000 or more than 100,000. He went back to his people. When he went back to his people, he was shocked. Why was he shocked? Now, when he was away, the adab that he promised started hovering. They saw dark clouds, dark clouds coming. And they had known the stories of the previous nations. And they had seen these dark clouds. All of them looked at it. All 100,000 and more, how many ever they were, they looked at this dark cloud and they all agreed that this is the adab that was promised to us by Yunus. So they all believed in him, every single one of them, without an exception. This is the Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whom his whole ummah accepted the message. The whole ummah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَآمَنُوا فَمَتَّعْنَاهُمْ إِلَىٰ حِينَ They all believed. So we granted them enjoyment for a little while, up to a fixed time. Allahu Akbar. And in another place in the Qur'an, Allah makes mention beautifully of how they accepted. And Allah says, what the benefit of that exception was when they accepted Islam. فَلَوْلَا كَانَتْ قَرْيَةٌ آمَنَتْ فَنَفَعَهَا إِيمَانُهَا إِلَّا قَوْمَ يُونُسِ لَمَّا آمَنُوا كَشَفْنَا عَنْهُمْ عَذَابَ الْخِزْيِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَمَتَّعْنَاهُمْ إِلَىٰ حِينَ Allah says, Was there any nation whose acceptance of the message after seeing the punishment helped them when they accepted wholesale besides the people of Yunus, there was no one else. Allah says, when they saw the punishment of Allah, they accepted. All of them believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, we diverted that punishment and we granted them joy for a little while. So this goes to show that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them a chance that He did not give others. What was that chance? When the punishment was coming, and they said, we believe, He then took it away. Allahu Akbar. Why? Because there was not a single person who did not believe. Take a look at the others, like Abu Jahl. It is reported that when he was being killed in the battle, he tells these people around him, you know what, I'm dying now, but cut my head from the bottommost part of my neck so they can see how big my head was later on. Look at this. Look at this. And the Prophet ﷺ says, this one was worse than Fir'aun. At least Fir'aun, as he's drowning, he says, I believe, I believe now in, in, in the God of Moses and Aaron. Allahu Akbar. May Allah's peace be upon the messengers. But this one, Abu Jahl, not even. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And this is why to this day, the dua of the distressed, we should know, Allah hears your call. My beloved mothers and sisters, my beloved brothers, really we need to know, the darkness of the night, in the furthest part of the world, in the bush of anywhere, wherever you are, whatever it is, remember Allah is hearing you. You whisper, Allah hears you. And I want to draw your attention to something beautiful in the Quran about these two messengers. The exact dua, the request is not even made mention of. 
They didn't say, Ayyub alayhi salam, there's no mention in the Quran that he said, Ishfini, cure me. He just says, Ya Allah, I am wrong, you are more merciful. You are the most merciful. Allah already knew, this means he wants cure. Allah cured him. Yunus alayhi salam, what happened? He didn't say, Ya Allah, cure me. The Quran doesn't make mention of that. The Quran says, He just said, La ilaha illa anta. You are alone, the one who is worthy of worship, no one else. Subhanaka, glory be to you. Inni kuntu dhalimin. I was definitely from amongst the wrongdoers. Ya Allah, I am from the wrongdoers. The moment he said that, Allah had mercy on him. So to admit your guilt is prime, prime. Allah already knows what you want. He's, he's put you in that condition. But the Quran does not make mention of how Yunus alayhi salam or Ayyub said, Ya Allah, I am wrong, so now I really desperately, urgently want your cure. That bit at the end, we don't hear of it in the Quran. This is the power of Allah. As we hear, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what we want to utter in dua, even though sometimes our eloquence is not good enough to say what exactly is in our heart. Allah knows. You say, Ya Allah, you see the difficulties I have, you know them better than I do, Ya Allah. You are most merciful. Allahu Akbar. That is now a dua. Because sometimes we need things, we don't know how to word it. And a point that has just come to my mind also that we can close on. Take a look at the wife of Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. She served him. She was dedicated. Many, many years. She, then she asked that one question. Fair enough. The question was asked. Thereafter, everything happened and mashallah, it was all sorted out. But bring it to our lives. Today, whether it is in marriage or at home or anywhere else, a small thing goes wrong and a person says, right, I'm fed up, you can't afford me anymore, I want to go home. Wallahi, it's happening. Today, you take a look at young girls, young boys, more so I'd like to advise the young girls. Don't think that when you get married, you just must look for a, a man who already is a millionaire and everything and there's a jigsaw puzzle and you the last puzzle to just come and fit in and everything's going to be okay. That's not how it works. No. You're going to marry someone, he'll probably have stages and steps, you'll have days which are good and days which might not be that good and it's all up and down and that's how it is, subhanallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us goodness. Even those who are wealthy, there will come a day when you suffer a loss. There will come a day. It depends how you take the loss. Sometimes you have a person very, very wealthy, multi-millionaire. He suffers 100,000 and he's depressed. Whereas there is a man who's got 50 rands. Now someone says, you owe me 60. He's 10 rands behind and he's still happy. He says, inshallah, tomorrow I'll come with your 10 rands. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. Wallahi, these are the days to be thankful to Allah. Tomorrow we have an appointment with Musa alayhi salatu wasalam story. Insha'Allah by the will of Allah until then. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdi. Subhanakallahumma bihamdi. Kanashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.